Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hello, hello, good evening. This is our first evening show. I'm so excited. Hello from all around the world. Welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is a true innovator in the metaverse space and has shown by example how you can utilize your talent to find unique new ways to build and become a leader in this space. Using his creative game building and development skills, he quickly built a portfolio of metaverse games and after winning the Sandbox Game Developer Challenge earlier this summer, he and his team announced the launch of Blaze Games and partnered with the Guttercat Gang to build out a fully immersive gaming experience in the Sandbox called Gutter City. This is just the beginning, and in less than a year, has already become the go-to man for everything Metaverse builds in gaming. Voxel Blaze, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, man? Thank you very much. That was a very cool intro, and the uh, starting song was pretty sick, too. Yeah. Awesome. I, I always love when I have Gutter Cats um, as my guests, because that intro hits a little different than for people that <laughs> aren't in the gutter cat gang. So I appreciate that. All right. Um, Voxel Blaze, I'm going to start off with the same question that I always do. I just want to hear about kind of the journey that got you started um, into the crypto world, whether you invested in um, crypto or was NFTs kind of how you got started and kind of just give us your journey into how you've become, you know, Voxel Blaze and Blaze Games. How did this all happen? So it kind of all started, I guess, my first venture into crypto was in 2017. Um, I guess a lot of people's first venture into crypto was in 2017. For me, it was actually a little bit before the um, the big run up. I think I got in at about like 6K, 7K. I made a bit of money, pulled a little bit of it out, um, kind of put a bit more back in, didn't really make very much. And then it all dipped and kind of everyone was like, ah, oh, crypto's gone. Still did my research about it every now and then, but didn't really think it was a thing I could try and do full time. Um, basically, then you fast forward to, uh, I guess, 2020, COVID hits and everything's going like really badly. Crypto got really cheap again. And I saw that and that was actually right around my birthday. Um, I still didn't put money in. I should have because it would have been the best moment too. But I still held off, um, tried to find another job like while all COVID was going on and my hospitality sector where I usually worked because I worked in bars for the last 10 years, like working my way up to do stuff like that. And uh, the last thing I was doing, I was managing a bar and then COVID hit. Everything got locked down, had to uh, go home and uh, stay there. And then after about two, three months, I found the sandbox and then just started doing art stuff for them, got involved in the contests, started learning how to use Vox Edit in the Game Maker. And from there, just got more involved with them, trying to earn money with them because I saw uh, a way of making passive income for myself as a better route than trying to just always work all the time, every weekend. And I'm sure everyone knows if you've worked in hospitality, you work every Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and it's not very good, <laughs> not good work-life balance at all. And then after that, pretty much, it, I got involved in the sandbox. So I just kept on doing more and more work for them. They started getting bigger and bigger. I decided to put, um, after a bit more of a time investment, this is when lands were still about $50, maybe 
sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and I decided to put in a pretty decent investment. And I decided to get about eight to nine thousand dollars Australian, and I bought about a hundred lands to try and start a gaming company. And that's where the whole idea came. And so I got it all relatively cheap, and nothing really happened with it. Because I'm just plodding along for two months, crypto crazy, just being involved in the space, talking to people, making connections. And then after that, basically, we got to a point where Sandbox kind of teared up and the land started going up a lot in value and I didn't know really what to do. I was like, oh, shit, should I just sell out of it and make some money and go back to my normal job or try and actually make something of this? So I decided to actually try and make something of it and go continue because I thought with COVID everything could happen again and nothing's really assured with hospitality in my sector. So better to go for something new. And then from there, just went along, did more. The game gems I saw came up. I talked to my friend Sandbox and then uh, – pretty much got him on board and we decided we'll start working on a game and my mate young NTO got involved as well. And my partner, um, uh, she's her name on Twitter is atomic Vox. She also got involved and then we all made this, uh, game together and, um, I can't, I couldn't have done it without them. They were like one of the major factors of the thing. Like they brought it all together, like the young NTO set design sandboxes, um, game mechanics and story. And then Sarah with, I mean, sorry, Atomic Vox with um, making our trailers and also assets and stuff as well. Everyone contributes a lot to the team. So I kind of just take all the, um, what do you call it, glory for myself. But uh, yeah, we decided to go enter the game gen, did two, three months of work on that game. And then once we entered, it was all very nervous and pretty much we won. And at the end of it, we won. It was just a massive surprise. I think we were all up at like 4 a.m. in the morning. I ended up screaming and same with my partner and all my mates. We, were, we thought we had lost at the end of it, but it actually turned out we had won. And it was a, a great, like just a moment of relief, I think, and kind of proved to me that we could do this and it was a, a bright future in it. And actually the company could work really well. And while all this was happening, I was doing little bits of uh, NFT investing in t- as well. So then about, I think it was about, obviously when God Cats came, I think it was a month ago or two months ago now, sorry, two months ago, I think, or a month and a half. Um, I bought in and I've held them ever since. And that community has raised up my work in the sandbox as well. Like they've been an elevating factor. They've helped me raise on Twitter. Um, I got the opportunity to work with the gutter cats and build out for them. And it's just been crazy from there pretty much. It's insane to me that you, like I had imagined that you were in um, game development prior to this, but you just were working in service industry. And and I feel like the same story keeps coming back. Like people that um, they just saw an opportunity, they just kind of tinkered with it, and all of a sudden it just kept growing and growing. I How did you get involved to where like you were building games? How did you even get into like the idea of uh, uh, hearing about the sandbox and thinking, oh, I want to develop a land and see if I can figure out how to build something? Well, I think the first moment of uh, clarity for me was I just wanted to buy it because I thought it was a cool deal. And then after a while of actually making the art and getting involved in Vox Editor, I actually realized I liked art a lot more than I liked pouring beers. So I really wanted to focus on doing that. And then every opportunity that came up with the sandbox when they said, oh, we need people to do something with streaming. I just put my hand up and said, yep, I'll help out because I learned Vox Edit and there's people that want to learn on YouTube and stuff like that or Twitter or Twitch. I'll put my hand up, do a post, do a few shows every week and teach, teach them how to use Game Maker and um, Vox Edit because it's as easy as just putting the hours in and learning because Prior to this, I had no real, I guess, I, I've had, I've, I've always been into art and I've always been into um, 
games and everything like that, I've always really been into playing them. And I, sh- I always had a high, I guess, um, expectation of games I like to play, but I've never been a game developer before. I've never been a professional artist or anything like that um, in any other industry until I came into NFTs. Yeah, so the um, the game competition had a had a winning prize of a hundred thousand sand, and at today that was one hundred and fifty thousand sand. One hundred and fifty thousand, and so at yeah. today's <laughs> price is almost seventy cents. I know that for a while, uh, the sand sand got up to um, over a dollar, uh, and so you the, you basically won almost a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, just that's like life changing for someone that's working in the entertainment uh, service industry. Like I understand, I completely understand now like that excitement. Like I would have screamed too um, (laughs) at four in the morning. Like it's just insane to think of the opportunities and the, the life changing things that are happening in this space. I've talked to several people that are in this room that have similar stories about building, um, you know, Avi, he was in here and he's a, he's been building in the metaverse as well. And he was unemployed and homeless for a while. And now is like creating a mega company. It's just insane to see what is possible when you continue to build and put your mind to things, the types of the types of opportunities that open. And it sounds like the biggest key to your success was just continuing to raise your hand whenever someone needed something. You, so you're like, I'll try it. Let me try and do it. And just not giving up. Like talk about that grind a little bit of like what it takes for um, artists or anyone that comes in the space and are like, how do I do that? How do I get successful? Because you, you're here, you're saying you had no experience whatsoever of building games and then you win $100,000 for building a game <laughs> in, in, like le- in like a year. So how does, like, <laughs> what does that grind look like um, to make that happen? So there is a lot of there was a lot of grind at the start involved in, with learning Vox Edit. It is a bit of a learning curve there, but if you put the time and effort in, you go to the streams and just watch it, and you figure it out. And like I said as well, with the relations to the game, I did have a lot of help from my friends. So the young NTO, uh, Sandvox, and Atomic Vox, uh, really really great creators. Like I've had them as friends for um, my whole whole life, pretty much from high school, um, and they've all like. Young NTO has always been an amazing artist. Like I've always thought he was really, really good. Whenever he's made something, it was always he's also a professional graphic designer. That's the field he went into. And when I was able finally to convince him to come on board, I was I just knew we had like a really winning combination with our team. I knew that with Young NTO, with uh, Sandvox and Atomic Vox, that basically we had so many different fields covered with experiences from real life, from other our real world jobs that. We had not really been doing anything professional or making big money anywhere or any of us. We were just doing normal jobs, doing a nine to five or doing hospitality work or whatever it was, going in, doing the grind, and then just getting paid a normal wage and making someone else money. And then when I saw that this NFT space was making this opportunity for you to be able to make your own company and get rid of this middleman and make the money from somebody else and just have a direct connection to your customer, it was a game changing factor. And then um, from there, we just kind of exploded. I didn't think it all go this quick and it kind of happened really quickly and it's been a big ride and a surprise and very surprising to, to, um, see it all happen and unfold. Yeah. So, um, when you're building a game or when you're developing a game, what does it involved in terms of like, um, you talked a little bit how you enjoy playing games and stuff, but there's a lot of like game theory and trying to figure out like, uh, in terms of like levels or, you know, different challenges and stuff like that. Um, 
was that something you just kind of were naturally good at developing or is that another thing on top of like building now you having to like create experiences or like uh like kind of a game format and just kind of talk us through um like that transition and that evolution of how that happens well so with our games we do our whole process like to think about it together as a team and then think What's uh, funny, one thing I guess to say is, well, our, our group's humor attributes to a lot of our games and the way we make them because a lot of people in our group have a very, very similar, I guess, kind of darkish, funny humor where we think it's it's funny to do the opposite side of things where um, you might think a normal game you're just playing through, but if you've played our game, Fun Police, one of the funnier moments in it, there's a little bit where you can go up to a, um, a guy on a jet ski and it tells you to crank it and you don't know why, but if, when you crank it, he gets launched off into a rock and then just dies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit more of a darker humor. You'd see it's been your normal games, I guess, but um, it's something that we've always joked about when we have drinks together and it comes really naturally. We just kind of talk on, we go on discord every day together, talk about it, talk about our games, what we think are cool ideas and then just add to it together and yeah, build it all out. I mean, it, another cool aspect of what you've done and how you've built this is you basically, your whole experience into crypto kind of continues to compound. It's like a snowball rolling down a mountain. Every time it's just like the next thing is bigger and bigger. And like <laughs> you getting into the gutter cat gang, I, I immediately, I knew, and I was kind of watching what you were building. I knew about you being entered into um, the, the game competition and I was kind of watching that and when I heard you won I was like oh shit like this is gonna be huge like having someone that already loves the gutter cat gang like this is like their moment the gutter cat gang devs can just go straight to them talk to us about how this transition of like the gutter cat gang devs coming to you and being like we need you to build gutter city because I know that had to have been a cool moment for both parties it was really cool. So it was it was a, another crazy thing. Like when it, it it all came out, like obviously I was doing all the Vox Edit stuff and stuff like that. And then I, the Gutter Cat Gang actually was my first live minted NFT I ever bought, like straight away online. I saw, I was actually thinking about buying, apart from like sandbox lands and stuff like that, which is a, I guess a different area to like the uh, PFPs. Um, but yeah, you went into, I saw Bored Apes and I was like, oh, I wanted to buy one. When I was looking at them, they were like 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. And I wanted to really get one, but I didn't get it. And then two, like, I think it was like a, two days later, it was two weeks. And I was like, oh, I can't afford two weeks, God. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, pretty much fast forward to the guy getting drop. I had had it in my books. I had been watching it. I was in the Discord for a week before checking out the, the feel of the vibe of the community. It was really cool. So I decided to buy. And then, like I said, I had it all locked in. I was lucky I was working really, really late with Sandbox that night. And um, it was like 4.30 in the morning. The alarm went off. I saw it and I was like, shit, time to buy. And yeah, they, after I did that, I decided to make the little voxel cat and do a little post. And then the gutter cats jumped on that and everyone really thought it was really good. And I think I saw my Twitter followership go from like three to 400 people to like 700 or 800 in like a night. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. So there's some, maybe, maybe there's something to this gutter cat stuff a bit more. And um, from there, we got into talks with the devs and we're just uh, seeing how we could like do more stuff and how it would work with the sandbox. And we dropped uh, more, all the gutter cats. We did the, the winners. And now we're just trying to get all those minted now through the sandbox. We can actually officially drop in everyone's wallet the actual full proper voxel cat, rat, and stuff like that. Um, because we don't want to give away just the 
like you might have seen sometimes with some of the other projects right now, like the CyberKongs and stuff like that, they're not actually giving you the full sandbox NFT just yet. The, the thing that you've received is just a little, I guess, like a JPEG. And it's also similar to the way that the um, the cars are at the moment. It's like a promise for the actual asset soon that will work in the game. Uh-huh. What we actually want to drop in your wallets is the actual working gutter cat asset for the skins and the rat and all that kind of stuff so when it's all ready and then you'll be able to actually use that straight away so once it's in your wallet you could go download the sandbox and you could play a game and you could put your cat skin on if you wanted that's awesome so i know the apes are also working on that i'm curious um with the i think it's an interesting concept to be able to use your nft as kind of a rite of passage for like it just makes sense of it being like your skin right so you go into different metaverses um regardless of where you're at i'm sure like it starts in the sandbox but over the years i mean it just you you see how fast everything's developing so i can just see a world where you know you you go to one metaverse to another and your if you have that nft it kind of unlocks um being able to use it as a skin is it something that's going to be tied to the nft or anyone that gets it it's just kind of like whoever has it first and then if someone buy if someone buys a gutter cat after i got dropped my skin they're kind of like sol so i'm pretty sure the way it's going to work i can't 100 confirm because we're still working out with the sandbox and the gutter cat gang how it will be done but it would be that you, I would say you would get the NFT from you owning the gutter cat at that certain point. It'll be up on the, maybe similar to maybe being up on their website or if it's on the sandbox marketplace, depending for a drop. I'm not sure which website it's going to be on just yet because we're still working all those kind of details out. But you, whoever has the gutter cat will get the relative skin. Like, so say if you have an alien cat um, one, you get a green voxel cat. Mm-hmm. If you have the um, the black tats one, you'll get the black tats uh, voxel cat, which is still a black cap but it gets symbolized with a uh, glowing ethereum symbol on its back to sh- signify that it's one of the uh special tat cats oh that's cool um so and, yeah, and then also yeah sorry yeah first no so this is so what, what i'm hearing is almost um if it's not tied to the nft so it's even more important that you hold the nft early on because if it's a, like a one-time drop then uh down the road these if if it doesn't transfer it really gives the benefit to the people that bought it early they can resell exactly. it with uh with the nft or or decide not to but if you have to have the nft at the drop and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily transfer when you sell it to the next person you still would have the sandbox asset exactly you would still have the sense so it's exactly like how the the rats would be so you when you had the cats and you got the rats the rats are separate when you sell your cat you don't necessarily have to sell your rat Right. I got it. So it's, uh, so it's, it's interesting to the kind of the game theory behind trying to figure out how, um, how to develop things. And it's so interesting seeing how each team does it differently. Um, it'll be interesting to see like kind of that in-game asset, then you don't necessarily have to own a gutter cat to have a gutter cat skin if you buy it no, from like the yeah. the marketplace, like you can get your skin and sell it to someone that likes playing in the sandbox and wants to be a gutter cat in the sandbox, but you don't necessarily have to have the gutter cat NFT to be able to own uh, that the asset because I could sell you, if I have a gold tatted cat, I can sell you my gold tatted avatar after I get it dropped. Yeah. 
That's right, yes. Yeah. So it just shows, I mean, in this case, it really benefits the people that own the cat or the rat at the drop. You need to make sure to have that exactly. at the drop. Otherwise, and it's an additional asset that you could have potentially sell down the road then that's not tied to your NFT. Yeah, basically. I think that's kind of like, I can't obviously confirm any of this, or I'm, I, this is just my, I guess, uh, personal speculation, but the way that the gutter cat gang seems to be going with their drops and stuff, it's more of a... It's similar to how the board apes have their like the their board ape kennel club, and then they've got the mutants coming out too. But there's like a collection, and it seems to be like you, if you kept your serial number, like the one of my game theories for this is like if you keep your original serial number, and as you go down along the line, say if it's only six months into the future from now, if the Gutterkeg gangs are still dropping drops all the time, we're doing these new ones. There's going to be the rats, and there's supposed to be the third one coming out soon as well. You're gonna have for your original cereal or whatever um, package you have, there's going to be a whole line that you could say, you see these Chrissy's auctions coming up, say in six months, got a cat gang that gets to be on a Chrissy's auction. And one of us offers up a package. That's the original got cat, the rat that came with it. The third package that came with it, the, the uh, avatar skin for sandbox, um, a whole bunch of other stuff. Like anything that like the, um, the nifty slabs mm -hmm. and you offer that as a whole package, you'll be, I think a very, very attractive, yeah, it's going to be worth a, a shit ton of money if you have, basically, you have everything from the get-go with the matching, um, like, IDs for the rat and the cat, and then the drops that came along with it. You have, you know, yeah. the Cadillacs that's custom-made to your cat, and you just bundle it all together. Uh, years down the road, people are going to pay, like, super premium money because otherwise they have to go searching for everything separately. And you already see exactly. some of those, some bigger projects that kind of you see people bundling things together um, and they make a lot of money because they people already kind of see the value of that. But you're right. I think in the future, that's just going to kind of compound and people are going to, if, if someone really is interested in a whole collection, you're going to have to pay premium to get the whole set. And, and that just, for the people that have been in early, that's a benefit to us then as well, because we are going to, we'll own all of those assets that we can bundle together for those, those higher buyers. Exactly. Yeah. And we got all pretty much, like I said, the, the way the guy had to done everything as well, it's pretty much been drop after drop after drop. Uh, you, you see a lot of the other communities, they are doing it too, but the gutter cats just seem to be on it with an announcement after announcement, pretty much. There's a new drop, um, trying something time up the community throwing it out for vegas doing this that, that as well I saw that and i was like wow okay that's crazy you don't see um they're trying to make waves i think in the space they are and i mean it for how quickly they put things together it's just insane like already partnering with nightclub i'm it's so excited to go to vegas with crazy carla and be in the nightclub and see the gutter cat gang logo being played um i'm probably gonna scream a little bit <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was one of those things I wish I could uh, come down for, but I uh, stuck down here in Australia, so because I would bring the whole Blaze Games team with us. But uh, yeah, ship, ship your guys selves in a box. I'll give you an address, and you we'll see you here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so exciting. You're right that the the team and the developers continue to find ways to help the space grow. I know that one thing that is already being talked about and that I kind of talked with you about before you came on the show is that there's going to be customizations on top of this where you can maybe get something, you're going to get the asset of the cat, but then you can buy additional things to make them maybe look more like your cat. Um, some of the, uh, you know, character traits, um, 
that will be available for sale? Is it going to be something where you have to have that trait in order to purchase that asset? Or is the, you're going to be able to just buy whatever additional assets to, you know, spruce up your, your cat skin um, so you can make it look like whatever you want? How's that going to work? So right now at the moment, for the people who won the uh, competition ages ago that I ran on my stream, the t 10 winners of those official fully made gutter cats, those are actually fully created with the traits as an avatar completely. We still haven't worked out what we're going to do with um, making the official traits for all the gutter cats and stuff like that. We're still in talks with the gutter cats how we want to proceed with that. So we thought it would be better to do the vocals cats as it is, and then we'll have... Uh, in future like more wearables and things like that coming out weapons and things like that coming out as well and then uh from that you could probably mix and match different outfits on your cat but also there will eventually hopefully be an option to update your voxel cat skin to your actual avatar as well oh shit so you don't even need you don't even necessarily um have to the the assets that you may be able to buy are like weapons or f like cool things to but in terms of the traits the goal is to eventually be able to upgrade them to where your cat will look uh like the cat that you have in your wallet yeah that's right so th th there's a few things you might have seen with how the uh the, uh, the cyber kongs were done so the sandbox has been working on some uh bridging technology that will make things a bit easier for us so we're just waiting on I guess a few more updates from them on how it would work and uh, some more advice on how to do it. Because obviously building out, obviously you'd see it's a massive job building out 3000 uh, cats with all their traits and voxels. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's something definitely we're looking at and we want to do if we can get it done and just got to wait on the advice from the sandbox really. But uh, other than that, there'll still always be your skins and then we're going to be making more, like we, we have ideas to make, really cool wearables and weapons and stuff for the gutter cat gang as well that uh, gutter cat uh, city themed and there should be something that's really really exciting news coming soon i just can't talk too much about it but uh definitely keep posted um and if you're not in the gutter yet you should definitely be buying a gutter cat if you advice. <laughs> no financial advice <laughs> no financial but advice. but you no you hear advice, but... the you kind of see the trend and the trajectory of where the gutter cat gang is going and they're not going to be dead anytime soon that the, the, you right. know cats do have nine lives after all yeah it just, it just ties into that uh talk the the, the thing we were talking about earlier there's the, all the drops that are coming the gamification of being able to hold on to all of that and have those, I guess, diamond hands until that right point where you want to make a package and then sell it. And, um, yeah, that, that's about it really. Like, I think you could just have to, uh, see the value in what's coming and what everyone's building. Well, I think one incredibly important asset to the Gutter Cat gang is that they have the Blaze team working on um, Gutter City because I've never, I've out of all the projects, I haven't seen any other project really talk about what they're developing. Um, and usually in the metaverse, from what, what I've noticed so far is that people create really cool builds, they do a lot of fun things, but if you really want to get a proof point of like what's possible, you got to look at something like Axie Affinity, right? Where you, you can actually play to earn. And I told you, I wanted to have you talk a little bit about this because there's going to be a lot of opportunities if you own a gutter cat where you can actually 
go and learn how to become really good at certain games and maybe even be able to start earning money. And so I think this is really important to talk about because it's a huge asset and something that people don't realize that the metaverse is going to allow us to be able and people will be able to earn passive income just through playing games. Um, And I know crazy Carla, I need her to be able to learn this because I know she wants to quit her job as well. So tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit about how how this would work. How do you how do you um, get into like the what sandbox is doing because i know sandbox has allocated a tremendous amount of sand mm-hmm. um, which is their yep. native currency to be basically given to the community through different games and activities and so tell us how you can incorporate things like that into uh the gutter city so an example a really really great example of that recently was our re- most recent game jam so our Second game that we put out, Fun Police, which was for the uh, most recent game jam, we came um, second in that in that our competition. Uh, we still did really really well, but uh, Seb liked our game so much that uh, we, we we had originally already before that we were jumping to that. Sorry, we had originally already planned to do a speed run competition for it because we really liked the idea of play to earn. We want to be able to test with it and make it available and give people a go. Because even though the sandbox is not up, you can still download the game maker and play a game. So what we decided to do was a speedrun competition on Fun Police, and we offered, I think it was uh, 500 sand, and we're going to do some NFTs as well, giving away as a package the, for the prize, and we're giving away trophies as well um, that were themed to the game. And basically we ran, ran the, the competition, and Seb contacted us, I think, about oh, maybe 12 hours in, and he said that he wanted to 10x the prize. So we had offered originally, I think it was uh 5000 sand i think no sorry 500 sand we had offered as the initial prize for the speed run just to see how it would go as a testing phase and then seb came in and offered uh 5000 sand for first place 2500 sand for second place and then another 500 for uh third place wow so i mean they're they're, they know the power i mean so you see a trajectory where the sandbox game they're going to just continue to help um any sort of community that wants to try and incorporate play to earn they're gonna is it like a kind of a partnership program where they're gonna continue to be watching the people building and just um figuring out ways to help incorporate where you can earn sand in games is it something that like uh like the gutter cat devs uh, or you would have to um, put in an application to be be able to get an allocation of sand for for a game where you can play to earn how's that how does that process look or is there even a process in in play yet where you kind of um, can make sure that you have allocation to uh, to be able to incorporate into your game yeah, so the sandbox does open uh, offer a thing now called the uh, creator fund but that's more designed to linking uh, kind of what we like uh, Blaze Games did by themselves with the Gutter Cat Gang. So we kind of they they try and link creators with projects to try and work together. Um, and but for the actual sand bonuses, there's a massive like you said, there is a massive massive uh, stockpile of sand that's been put away to promote games. And there is going to be a massive push for every game that they, anyone who wants to make a game on the sandbox and wants to try and develop for them and push their community, there will be lots and lots of prizes. I think they're offering. The last time I heard of it was a season pass kind of thing where it's something like if you do this many quests on this game here, that's the last, latest idea I heard. And then you'll get like a certain amount of sand at each level of the season pass at the end of the season. Um, and heaps of crazy stuff like that. And, there's, and you, you are right with the amount of sand there. And I think they're even doing competitions like 
uh, whoever completes the most season passes at the end of like a, a, a full season, there's like a massive, massive prize at the end of it to try and win as well. That's awesome. I think another thing that I, I feel like I've heard, but I, I'd like a little more information on because you um, it's really hard as of right now to kind of go to OpenSea and look through all the assets. But I'm pretty sure I had heard where there's like in-game assets that you may be able to buy and incorporate. Like if I have a land and I am building out a land uh, right next to the gutter cat gang and I want to have like a secret like poker room or blackjack room. Is there a way that I can get like um, like a blackjack table or poker table and get it in my game and, and have, you know, be able to uh, be the house uh, and let people play. Uh, how does something like that work in the game? Do you, do you have any uh, knowledge of that? So with uh, trying to play poker in the game, you'd have to try and make it, the mechanics work within the game itself there might be a way to do it but there's still um like obviously playing around with um fine-tuning mechanics for that kind of stuff at the moment it's more so tiered towards having i guess like a multiplayer experience we can all hang out together at the moment that's going to be the next launch and then there's also right now the focus is like uh you've already seen like the rpg kind of story mode kind of stuff things where you go through a single player you're working through your battle with some enemies you go to something over here but there's also other concepts as somebody made recreated a similar concept to paper mario on um sandbox and it was like a, you go through different levels and there's all this different 3d kind of space that you kind of travel in between um and yeah from that you there, there's this, uh so many things you can do in the sandbox but there's still a lot of development as for a poker game at the moment it might be something where you could have an outsourced i guess poker game where you play online but you can everyone everyone can hang out in the sandbox together and have their gutter cats there but I, you wouldn't, I don't think at the moment you'd be able to sit down in the sandbox and just fling cards out at each other. Right. It's not that advanced. Yeah, but yeah. it's, but that, that kind of thing, do you foresee like a world, uh, in, in, um, a year or two where something like that, you're able to like, people are going to be able to develop a system or, you know, an in-game asset where you, it's all the contract is set up. Everything is set up where people can almost create their own gaming experience by purchasing assets um, in inside of the sandbox. Yeah, 100%. So you, you can do that right now on the sandbox there. I actually even have some assets that are live from the first sale. Um, so the, the when the marketplace launched, I was one of the... Uh, 100 artists that were chosen for the first release to put out asset out for the sandbox marketplace release um i put out a hydra and i was actually my first uh sale of an nft ever and it sold out in 30 seconds <laughs> and i was actually pretty happy with that uh and but uh yeah you can buy anything there's a whole bunch of stuff on there but there's also a whole bunch of stuff for free you can just go into the marketplace you get the game maker downloaded and you just press plus if someone hasn't minted it yet it's free for you to use until the sandbox goes live and um, you actually want to publish your game, then you have to purchase it and buy it. But for testing purposes, you can just go in there and play around with it, see how it works. That's why the sandbox is really, really good to actually jump into and learn because they're not really charging you anything. You can just download the game maker and box it completely for free. You can start adding some assets, mucking around like Minecraft. And yeah, that's why I said there's such a, such a big potential for it because if you've seen games like, uh, in other industries like PS4, like Dreams or any other game where they have a really good player base building for them. And these people aren't earning any money from it. They're not getting anything for it. They're just doing it for the fun of it. This is something where these people could jump across and actually earn money for the um, things they like to do in their own free time. Instead of it wouldn't even be a job for them then. It'd be you get paid for hanging out at home, making whatever you want to make.
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's so cool to see um, how the space is developing, and it's so early. There's going to be a lot of sandbox spaces um, and lands that aren't developed at the beginning, and so I, I think uh, some people think that you know when you when everything launches here in the next six months or so, and you can go into the game and start playing. Um, is it going to be kind of where you you know what you're going like? I know I want to go to Gutter City and play games, so I go there um, instead because the the metaverse land is so massive. It's it, it almost seems like it would be too big just to uh, kind of wander around. I'm sure people do, but do you feel like at the beginning it's going to be much much more of a destination? Like I'm I want to go to this spot and that's what I'm going to do, as opposed to like I'm just going to wander around and try to find things. I think that you'll find some people that will have, that will want to wander around and see what's in the, each land, what people are doing, because every one of those things that you, you've ever played a game where you're not really playing a game to uh, beat something or find something, but you're just running around and seeing what people have built. You'll probably find some funny person that's made the funny joke in their land. I always like doing that in games where you just, I guess, exploring and you find something stupid that someone's made that you never would have seen otherwise. And I think that's pretty funny sometimes as well, but I think you're right as well. There will be locations at the start. There'll be hotspots. So there'll be certain, because you got to remember as well, there's only a certain amount of development at the start as well. There's only so many builders that are available at the start right now. Um, from what I know, unless there's another secret um, amount of builders somewhere, there's only a very select few of us, I would say that have the ability to build something complete and full um, all the way to the end. Um, and you see these these people coming out now. You're seeing these companies starting to make themselves, making a Twitter presence for themselves, and it's starting to become more apparent because there's a bit more work for us now as well. There's a, a bit more demand, and people are seeing that it might be good to start, start forming that company and coming together and making a partnership to make some of these uh, like other real worlds more professional and a, one of those actual places that you want to go to, like you said, a hotspot. And I, I definitely see Gutter City, being, Gutter City being a really big hotspot and there'll be a lot of really cool hotspots, I think, when the map opens up. But you are right. There will be lands where someone's bought it that they haven't really decided to develop with or something like that. And you might not um, find anything in there. It might, it might be a completely blank land. Right on. And if it's a blank land, is it just like uh, is it just like grass? Like you're just walking through the metaverse and there's just nothing there? Um, it, uh, or... I think it probably would be. I think it would be, yeah. Kind of similar to uh, like Decentraland where there's just kind of like trees or it's just kind of like a like an empty plot? Um, I think it would be. But also, I think one of the things that will happen earlier in Sandbox compared to with Decentraland is that the ability to have games, I think it will attract more people to spend more money in the Sandbox. So the people that have those lands that are near those people that have a blank land and not really doing much, there'll be much more of a, bu a buying force of that person to try and buy that land because they can make more money out of it because they realize I have this land over here. I'm really making money. I'm doing it properly kind of thing. Mm. I just need to develop more and expand. Yeah. I mean, this is another thing that's very interesting. Like, as as you guys continue to develop, I'm sure you're going to be contracted a lot, but there's going to be a point where you could even develop your own land and then sell it to someone at a super premium because everything's there and ready and functional uh, for for them to kind of just take over. Do you see a, a place, and is that kind of where you think people will kind of get their start just developing lands and uh, trying to resell them? Uh to be able to kind of learn the system and develop on their own. Um, are, there's going to be, it's kind of crazy to think, but it's almost like you have, uh, you know, 
people like contractors in in the real world that build homes and this is just similar concept people may buy the land and then uh contract out have someone build on it for them and then resell it to someone else for like a super premium yeah that actually is one of those an interesting um thing uh you bring up because uh I'm not sure how long ago it was, but I remember, I think it was in a stream. I was in a while ago. I was asking Joseph, I think, or Seb. And um, it was one of the things they, they had brought up that was that eventually, hopefully, you'll be able to, once you make a game experience, you should be able to mint the game experience as well. And not only have to, you won't have to sell the land, but say, if you have your land, there's nothing on it. And I make this game experience on my land and I mint it and I mint a whole bunch of copies of it. Say I mint a hundred copies of this game experience with everything tied into one thing. I should, be able, I should be able to send that game package to you and you could load it onto your land as a pre-done experience. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And so that's kind of where like the poker game or something like that could come into play if someone mints like exactly. an, an experience that they, they've created and I can incorporate it into my land because it's already developed and people may enjoy like coming there already. So now I can like incorporate a game that could bring revenue or just add an extra piece of value to my land. Exactly, yeah. That's awesome. All right, so we're going to finish up this part of the interview. I'm going to ask a couple more questions. If you have a question for Voxel Blaze about anything uh, sandbox-related or if you have a question about Gutter City, please hit that request. There's got to be some questions that I haven't uh, asked him, so please hit that request button so that we can get a few of you up here on stage for Community Corner. Uh, we're going to transition to that here in just a minute, but I want to give everyone a chance to hit that request. If you can't come on stage, Go to that top tweet and and post the question there so we can get some awesome questions um, about about the metaverse world uh, live on air right now. Um, one question that I did have while we're waiting for some people to request, though, Voxel, is there's a lot of things that were already announced about Gutter City, uh, and I'm just curious what your favorite uh, activity or thing in the city that you've been building is, um, I know there's like gutter ball, there's a, an adults club, there's a rave, you know, there's a, there's a fight club, um, the basketball, <laughs> what's, what's something that you really enjoy building or the game experience and something that you're like super pumped about? I really, really like gutter ball, to be honest. I really like being able to run around field there and the basketball and i'm trying to shoot it in the hoops it's probably one of my funner mechanics in the in the in the gutterverse and also i think it's one of the uh mo it will be one of the most used areas in gutter city because it's uh just cool like you yeah, we'll be able to see everyone on the outside you'll be able to see people playing ball on the inside of it mucking around um and it's uh kind of free for all too you could have it's got to have like i guess different mechanics to it and stuff like that but i don't want to give too much away but gutter ball was my favorite um there's got to be some sort of like uh, if you're playing a game um, in Gutter City, are there going to be certain things where you're able to I know like Fight Club is one um, or you can like make a bet uh, and, or, you know, bet on who's going to win. Uh, same thing with basketball. Is there going to be mechanics where you you're, you can like stake your sand and then like the winner is able to, uh, you know, win whatever the prize that is that that was agreed to to stake? So that, that, that one there will come down to sandbox because just because of the, the overlying system of sand will be there for something to be able to do. But it depends if sandbox wants to go down with the allowing of gambling on all the land and everything like that as well. But I'm pretty sure... 
even with the case of that not being there, the game could be made and then there'll be an outlying source that could be done if you wanted to place bets, if you know what I mean. Because it'd still be there. The game would be there with the health and the two people fighting and there'd still be an outcome of someone being a winner. It mm. just depends on who would be taking the um, the bets and who would be doing it out for you. I just think that I, I feel like that has to be inevitable at some point um, in terms of because that's uh, that's just a whole nother element where you can earn in game um, that I think is going to be really exactly. cool. Um, and so it's just going to be interesting to see. But right now it's more you're building out the mechanics of it. And then it's just a matter of. So would the sandbox be the one that really incorporates like that that operation uh, functionality? Yeah. So they, they, it's it's up to the sandbox to give us the uh, the overlying sand feature. Because the way it will work is everyone you've seen. I'm sure you've been on the sandbox before. You've bought a land. And you see how the the wall, it connects to your Web three wallet and your MetaMask and every the capability is there. It's if they I guess allow us to do it through their platform and just go straight for it. I guess. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, what is so another? There's some um, some characters uh, that are going to be wandering around, and one of them, uh, I believe, is is Carl's contraband. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. I've really been talking to Gutter Dan and trying to get the team to to make to make that character Crazy Carl since his name's already Carl's Contraband. Um, really <laughs> fighting to make sure that Crazy Carl has a place in the, in this game. So tell us a little bit about Carl's Contraband. It feels like it really hits home with me uh, in terms of like the that gutter feeling of driving around randomly finding this van of contraband that you can buy. <laughs> So Carl's Contraband Van, um, I'm pretty sure it was either Young NTO or Sandvox who came up with that one. I'm pretty sure. It was when we were all coming up with ideas. We're trying to think of Gutter City with that, like, uh, I guess, uh, uh, New York kind of vibe in the future where the cats have taken over. And we just thought it would be really cool and funny to have a, a, a Contraband Carl. And we thought it was a, a cool uh, name and it worked really well with the theme. And... Um, yeah, we want him to be in Gutter City, just there in the side. I guess um, he's going to be a bit shady, doing deals on the side. Um, uh, <laughs> and we do have we do have some plans to get, I guess, the the community involved and everything with Gutter City as well. We're just um, uh, tearing out how we can get it done and how we want to do it with the Gutter Cats. So, so if you go to the contraband van, what uh, what can I, what are some? So, is this a place where you, it's kind of like a store? You go in there and it's like an asset. You can buy like a a limited asset in there. Um, can I get like a uh, maybe like a couple joints or you know blunt uh, at at Carl's contraband van that I, then I walk around smoking in in Gutter City? How's that work? Tell me what. Tell, God, give me something that I can buy. You know, I am. It's crazy, Carl's contraband van. I need to make sure I've got the right supplies in the van. What's going to be in the van? There's definitely going to be some cool supplies in the van. Uh, I can't give away too much away about the supplies because they, they, there will be some cool stuff dropping on what we're actually dropping for cool, like wearables and equipment and things like that soon. I um, mean, things that will be grabbable in Gutter City. Um, the drop will the the announcement is actually quite soon, so I can't talk too too much about it, but. Uh, yeah, there will definitely be uh, stuff for you to be able to get from uh, Contraband Carl. Uh, there'll be a lot of elements he's involved with and um, little funny scenes and stuff like that will include in the game. So in, in this drop that's going to be happening, is is this um, like uh, something that will 
you'll have to, I mean, the game's not launched, obviously. So is it going to be like a storefront that the gutter cat gang Dow sets up? Um, is it like a partnership with them to be able to go and purchase some of these assets before the game releases? Yeah, it's something similar to that. So we're still working out with uh, the gutter cats, how it's all going to work, but uh, it's going to be a drop that will present to everyone. Uh, it'll be a big announcement. We're going to be a bit of a trailer for it and you'll see, uh, what it's all about very very soon it's it's going to be just like kind of uh, tying into the whole gutter city theme of what you're going to need and what you're going to want to wear and use in gutter city um more stuff it's all d- uh, related back to gutter city and um, the build right on i'm still waiting on um someone from the audience we got over 20 people in here to hit that request come up ask your own question i can take the spotlight crazy carl can come up um and talk uh all night because i've got so many questions but i love for your questions to be answered too so hit that request button and get your ass up here on stage uh before we end the show i'm gonna keep asking a few other questions but if you think of something hit that request button so i can have you ask uh voxel blaze but another thing that I wanted to talk about, Voxel, that I, I didn't know uh, how familiar you are with the Pixel Vault, but they recently announced something that kind of blew my mind. Um, they they announced that with their new uh, Meta Hero uh, avatar project, that the Meta Hero uh, coin or the NFT, like the character, the avatars, you're going to be able to stake, and that from the staking, you're going to be able to get a, a basically a currency that um, is only for the the meta heroes, um, and so and then that can be used in game, um, and I'm sure they're going to find all kinds of utility. Um, have you did when uh, one did you did you hear about this and two uh, that kind of like game theory and functionality to um, basically stack on top of already amazing things that these projects are doing just like tell me if you have heard about it kind of what what kind of like in game like when you're in game the kinds of things that could potentially be released with creating a, a whole currency around some of these avatar projects and the the functionality of staking in order to get it that just that whole announcement kind of blew my mind because i hadn't thought about it and it seems really really brilliant yeah i, I did hear about meta heroes and actually is a really cool concept to actually be able to stake your onto your um to stake to be able to get your heroes the actual special coin that they require as well um something similar that's happening in in sandbox is that um it's not so much on the hero but what you will be able to do is stake your sand on your land so you'll be able to uh stake sand on your land to further your game and uh all that kind of stuff uh and i think the the game theory that they're doing with pixel vault is is actually really really cool it's uh uh really innovative in, sorry innovative innovative and they've um came up with a new way that no one else is really doing it. Like no one else has kind of made, uh, you need to get a mint pass to get to your, um, actual, the actual hero. So you're guaranteed to get the, um, it's pretty much anyone who was an early holder has just gotten the best benefits from yeah. that project. And I feel like that's something that the, the gang, the gutter cat gang has already done is, it seems like, 
we're so early on in the evolution of the metaverse and how the space develops that everyone kind of watches best techniques and they're watching each other. Like I guarantee that um, other projects watched how the gutter cat gang did their merch drop because it was brilliant. Um, and uh, probably will copy that aspect of having it as an NFT that's redeemable later because then it's easily tradable instead of having to go onto YouTube or eBay and buy like, you exactly. know, the, you know, the board ape hats are like thousands of dollars on there um but it goes back to that like uh that ability to be able to authentic uh, authenticate um that that the product's real and with nft you have that um and so i think that's such a cool aspect of what the gutter cat gang did but it's just it's going to be interesting to see how all these projects keep watching each other and keep uh playing off of it because you're right like it, we're so early on that Ever, and there's so many brilliant minds in the space that when you see something that really is innovative and works and makes sense and, and plays into the game theory of these projects, the whole the whole goal is to keep adding value to the holders. Um, and that's what makes a lot of these avatar projects so intriguing. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how that continues to evolve. Yeah, I think you're right. It's one of the, one of the most important things is, is definitely giving back to your community because like nine times out of the 10, the, the reason that the community made it is because of the people in the community. I know a lot of people try to think it's like the people at the top, they do a really, really good job and everyone does a, a um, awesome job together. But it, the biggest thing is that I found in the gutter cat gang is the people at the top there, they consider everyone at the, in the gang as part of the gang kind of thing. They want everyone to work together to get to the top and push everyone in the gang to a certain point where they are just able to thrive in the NFT space. Yeah, I think um, having uh, leaders at the top or developers at the top that are very humble that realize that this is the project is uh, way bigger than themselves. Yeah, it's just like Satoshi or Vitalik in terms of coins. You know, they started a project, but if it weren't for them, basically relinquishing control to the community, that the projects wouldn't be where they are. And you're going to see the same thing with avatars when when um, when developers like get to their head they get excited about all the money and they 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 stop thinking about the community uh it's just it'll show in a very short time and everything about what the gutter cat gang developers have done shows that they are all about uh giving back to the community and i mean i wouldn't be surprised if almost all of the profits from the the gang uh, and the sale go back into some of the things that they're already working on, whether it's, you know, um, whether, whether it's the Dow paying for all the activities in Vegas or the seeds, you know, all the NFTs that they're going to seed the Dow with that we don't even know of yet, but I'm sure yep. it's going to be massive. I mean, they're going to, when you put money back in, if you, and it only makes sense. I mean, it's so funny that developers don't do that and they just rush because these guys are going to be so massively wealthy if they do it the right way you know if they give back mm. uh then then getting that fast grab and then being you know they make a quick quick buck but when you're making a small percent a one or two percent of a billion dollars it's a lot more than making a seventy percent of a hundred thousand dollars and it's just something that's really interesting to see the teams that do it right they give so much back to the community so early on um because they know they realize how important that is you see it with pixel vault you see it with the gutter cat gang um you see it in some ways too with the board ape yacht club uh with the drops that they're continue to give back to the gang they're 
they do a little mm. more behind the scenes and I'm not as involved. But I mean, the teams that are really doing the best job, it seems like they're putting everything back in. And I think that's so important when, um, of, when looking at some of the projects that are just going to continue to explode. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. The ones that are going to go ahead are the ones that are making this community because when you think about it this way, if you, it's great that you, everyone's like making a bit of money here on their little flips and stuff like that as well. But the ones that are, are making people real money are the ones where everyone's not just, uh, just trying to flip their picture and make money off of it. They're actually talking to people in the community, making a partnership, trying to make something work, developing something, building something together or creating some kind of product to um, sell together. Yeah, and you see that so much in in both the Board Ape Yacht Club and um, and the Gutter Cat Gang. There's so many different exactly. people already working together, friendships being formed, um, and it's just such a cool thing to see all of the different development um, that happens beyond just the developers a lot of the development ha is happening within the community now and so it's just such a cool thing and even when you think of pixel vault pixel vault most of the that community are some of those bi the bigger whales to begin with so you kind of see like the pixel vault isn't you know, Larva Labs doing this to help the the uh, punks, but the Pixel Vault um, is basically utilizing the their uh, investment into crypto punks and using that to continue to build them themselves up. It's just such a cool. I mean, when you think about NFTs and where we were uh, even a year ago to today, it just kind of it starts to blow your mind at where we could be in in a year from now. With, yeah, 100%. With how exponentially things um, continue to go up. All right. I am so excited, Royce, that you hit that request button. We're going to bring up, <laughs> we finally are going to start Community Corner. If you have a question, get up here. Thank you, Royce, for being our first one. And we're going to move into another segment of Community Corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Royce, part of the reason I was hoping someone would come up is so I could play that goddamn clip. So thank you. All right, Royce. Yo, if, this, if this isn't the most professional thing I've ever been a part of in my entire life, I don't know what is. <laughs> What's going on, Royce? Thanks for coming up on stage, man. Yeah, no problem, man. See, I've been uh, I've been cooking here, so I've been kind of tuning in and out. I don't know if uh, Vox will talk about it at all, but some of those traits that are going to be in that that are you know, pre-existing on the cats and the rats now, um, some of those are going to be like extremely hard because uh, they're fine detailed or whatever the case to get them in, uh, of, uh, you know, the voxel. Um, uh, how, I know you had mentioned something with the black tat cats because trying to implement the tats, I, I can already see, you know, the issue that you would run into in that. How are some of those other traits going to work? So the, the main issue with the tats is just that the fine line artwork, you can't really put it in voxels. It, it, it'd be almost impossible because you have to line up the edge of every single like line of a long rod of voxels of one box going along. And you do that for every single line and it, it'll be really straight lines. You wouldn't get any nice curves and it'd be hiding. It'd be a bit janky. It's only the only issue we come into is literally with the um the tats everything else you can kind of make it work by um hiding voxels within each other and making uh, corners and 
little side parts of voxels hanging out in certain areas. Uh, you'll see with our um, coming up drop how some things can be recreated that you wouldn't think you could make in voxels, but they are still able to be, be made. Okay, yeah, because one of my concerns was, you know, how you guys would basically get the, you know, uh, get the leopard fur across, you know what I mean? Because um, I can see some of the other ones, how it may be a little bit easier, but the leopard's kind of, you know, it, it was, it was, for me at least, looking at that canvas, you know, uh, of what we got with the green one and, and the rats that we got, and trying to, and looking at some of these traits, I'm just like, one, I don't envy you, and good luck. Um, <laughs> two, I'm kind of like, I just don't see how you would make some of these work, you know? Yeah, so most of the actual furs have been done, and they're fine. The only big issue we ran into was the, the tat cats, and the way we did that was we made a Ethereum symbol, just the, the main Ethereum symbol in voxels, and we put that on their backs, and it was a glowing Ethereum symbol. So basically to signify any black cat, um, gray cat or gold cat that had tats or so and you'd have a um, glowing ethereum logo on your back i mean okay, that... that yeah that makes sense man I'm, I'm excited to see about it i know you mentioned something about um you know maybe a, a, an announcement coming up or, or everything you you might have like a timeline one week two weeks three weeks you might be able to share it's, it. It's, it'd probably be uh, less than that, to be honest with you. It's just uh, working out with the gutter cats when we want to drop stuff. That's all it is. It's just a little bit of an uh, issue with uh, making sure we can get things all minted and ready and then making the process so we can make it available to all of you guys and what's the best uh, way to make it available to all the gutter cats to be able to claim and do that kind of stuff. I appreciate you answering my questions, man. Royce, anytime, man. Thanks for coming up, Royce. And I think um, just to piggyback off of that too, in terms of like timing and when the announcement. I think it's such a, it's so cool uh, that like there's so many different elements that are all coming into play at the same time because you have uh, Voxel Blaze working on the metaverse stuff. You've got the team working on this next drop uh, for we, who knows what it is. We don't know if you have a rat and a cat, what's coming. And then you've got the Cadillacs team that's ready to roll. I've talked to them. They're ready to roll. They're just waiting on the developers for the contract too. And so the con like once the contract's all figured out, uh, the it's just like, like you said, uh, Voxel, it's just like this team and this the partnerships they're making, it's just they continue to add value uh, over and over and over, just continue like announcement after announcement. It's like, how do these guys keep it up? How do they do it like a huge announcement every week? And then not even to talk about the Dow light paper and what's going to mm -hmm. seed the Dow. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's going to be a huge and blow people's mind in itself. But it's just insane, like the amount of things that they just keep coming up with. I just, I don't even think the apes can compare with the amount of development happening. No, I, I actually agree. I, one of the things I found that was, um, when, if you delve into the sandbox a little bit more, you will find that, yeah, there are, there, there is a, a vast shortage of builders for the metaverse, um, of really, really good builders as well. And, uh, that's one thing I haven't seen. I, 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 I'm not sure if there's someone working on it for them in the behind the scenes, but I don't know of anyone in the sandbox community that's working on some eight project at the moment, really. Do you think it's uh, something that game developers eventually, when they realize, like you did, like I can start making passive income, other people uh, will start coming into the space um, 
uh, rapidly when it's when it's kind of discovered? Is it just a matter of like mainstream discovery it hasn't really happened yet? I think that that is a hundred percent. That's one of the things we found with our latest competition that we ran with that speed competition. More and more people are starting to find out about the sandbox, and as they do, they see this play to earn system. And then the response we got from our last game jam and all the uh, and the winners was when's your next one basically and they just wanted to have a go again and try it all again and it was a really good response and you can just see how it would build and build and it just it's it's crazy too because one of the my favorite things about the last game we did was there was a kid that was i think maybe 15 or 16 years old and i think he stayed up three to four days playing our game to win the speed run and he came in second place but that was um i think he was from a like a less less well-off country and he it was about sixteen hundred dollars us for him that win wow i mean and like you said like to make that in a week especially in a developing world country like there's going to be so many people's lives that are changed just by being able to try to make money playing games building uh developing like figuring out what they're good at and putting their time and effort into it i mean the sky's really the limit or this early on do you feel like sometimes you're lucky that you've kind of you found the space before other people uh because you're able because you know there's like there's people that are building games already like you said for free in in regular world games and it's like you're over here making a hundred thousand dollars from a game that you built yeah exactly yeah it's a it's a bit crazy when you think about it that way um yeah, uh, it's just pretty much you just got to put in the time and effort in, man. You just, once you decide you want to uh, uh, go and do it, you just put your mind to it and then put your, uh, like, uh, what do you call, you get your mates and stuff like that, put your head to the grindstone and just get working and you'll um, get there eventually, really. Yeah, I think um, I love hearing stories like yours where it's like, like a year and a half ago or a year ago, this was just like something you were doing for fun on the side and it just kept getting more lucrative, bigger, more time consuming. And eventually it just kind of pulled you in. And um, when talking about innovation and, and disruptors uh, in the world, uh, it, technology is one of the biggest disruptors. And I t always talk about it. I just foresee um, some of the problems we have with things like education, politics, uh, like a lot of these things are going to be disrupted at some point um, in, in better ways, more productive ways. Uh, and I feel like blockchain is showing very early on that it is the disruptor that like is going to change the world um, in terms of making things more fair uh, without having any sort of politics. It's just, it's the technology allows for a more fair, accessible world. And I think that's so cool. A hundred percent. I think the best thing I love about NFTs is that they've kind of brought this funnest side to crypto where everyone else has been able to come in and learn more about the boring stuff, but with the fun aspect of trading and actually having pictures tied to it and things like that as well. And also just being brought in by that fun side of it, you start to realize there's actually a backside to this where you could take out the middleman of every other job yes. and work together with the community and just make money together instead of having, instead of making, instead of working the way you'd be doing anyway and making money for somebody else at the top. 
Yeah, exactly. And and I talk about it with people on the show all the time, especially ones that have been in the space longer. Um, even you, you hear people um, like Beanie, who's making like $100,000 flips in a few days, talk about it, how this doesn't feel like work anymore. People like us that have been in the space for years and years, even, you know, I stay up, my wife got gets tired of me staying up and researching and studying different projects and trying to understand the the token economics of coins um but all of that infrastructure that basically got laid out in the last couple years has really allowed for this process and this progress to develop at this time you know every if we didn't have the last 2 years of grinding out the people that were investing in projects and the projects keep grinding out to make things possible then we wouldn't be where we're at today and and the same thing's happening exactly. now you know like now people are developing in the background but you're building a game that's going to bring in new people that that have a skill that they have that they're going to be able to bring um to to the crypto space and so that's why i mean that's why i talk about my shows the crazy about crypto show because it's not it's not just about crypto it's not just about nfts crypto is in my mind the blockchain and i think everything ties together everything is intersected and you're starting to see that even with bidding on things it blows my mind that there's auctions and now you can party bid and like own a a part of something that you would never be able to own before because you're buying it with a bunch of other people and you don't even have to trust them because they're the technology is a trustless system and i think that is so powerful um with just it's just going to revolutionize the world and i think i get so passionate about it and um we're so early on that i'll talk about it with people that don't know what's happening and they just look at you Mm -hmm. like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) it's like it's like we're living in like this twilight zone where we can kind of see the future and before other people do it's just like like you gotta listen like listen to me i'm trying like but i mean when you talk about paying thousands of dollars for a picture it does sound crazy it does yeah i 100 agree i was talking to my parents about it recently and they my dad understands a little bit but i told my, my, my mom about it and she's just like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and I guess it's it's our job in that way to continue to make sure that we're always helping educate, make sure that we're continuing to uh, always make sure that we're helping others learn about um, this this new landscape, this new technology, because every single person that we can bring in and educate just makes the, it, it grow exponentially faster. You start seeing like, even just a few months ago, there was like 50,000, 60,000 people trading NFTs, and it's almost tripled, which sounds like a lot. But even yeah. now, like 150, 160,000 people, that's nothing. There's billions of people in this world. Uh, and so, exactly, you yeah. know, this is just going to be so massive. And uh, now you're starting to see some core corporations coming in but once that um once that uh that wave starts to happen and it's easier for big companies to start taking a bigger stake in things you kind of saw what happened to the punks floor going from like 10 ethereum to now it's over 70 in just a couple months um i mean it's just the beginning and and it's so important to realize where we're at be appreciative for it uh, make good decisions don't be stupid trying to take too big of a risk and then lose everything i mean we're too early on uh just always make sure you're finding things that you're really passionate about don't just make a quick flip um i try to say that because 
I've been in the space long enough to know where you get burned too too often than not when you're just trying to chase you know a run up. Um, buck. Yeah. So so hey Voxel, I really appreciate you coming on the show. This has been so fun. I can't wait to see Gutter City and what you continue <laughs> to build in this space. Um, uh, just thanks so much for being a part of the community and the Gutter Cat Gang and um, spending so much time in building Gutter City because I, I just can't wait to see what you guys come up with. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate you having, having me on and stuff. And it was, yeah, good talk. Um, I have me, if you ever want to have, have, it, have me on again, just let me know. And um, we can talk some more about Gutter City. And also, hopefully, once the drop goes down, I can actually talk more about that as well yeah you gotta be too you're like a politician in here being very cryptic about things but i understand you probably have some some disclosure uh, agreements that you can't break so um so <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll leave it there we'll have to wait with a little suspense about some of the things but i've learned a few things about kind of the metaverse and specifically the sandbox in terms of development so i'm excited to continue to watch what happens um i don't think i've announced this yet but next week as long as we've had to reschedule a few times i'm actually having Having Sebastian on the show um, worked really hard to oh, awesome. get him, so we'll be able to continue learning about the metaverse. You know, the the um, founder of the Sandbox. So I'm super pumped. Hopefully, we'll continue to learn um, together and be able to continue uh, growing this space one day at a time, man. Also, I'll definitely be taking that checking that show out for you, and I'll be there then. Yeah, thanks right for having me, man. All right, let's let's play the outro, and uh, everyone, I hope you had a great night. Um, if you if you uh, if you don't know uh, already, if you only caught part of the show, always make sure to check out the crazyaboutcryptoshow.com. Uh, follow the page so you can continue to see. We have some huge guests coming in the next few weeks. I'm not going to tell you all of them. Uh, I want some of them to be a surprise, but some some guests that I can't even believe are coming on the show. So make sure to, to follow and make sure to keep following us. Uh, thanks so much, everyone, and go ahead. Uh, I still need a name for my announcer. We're going to have to take a vote on that soon. But the announcer, my gutter, my gutter rat that I just bought, is going to take it from here. This has been another production of Gutter Cat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse. <laughs>